Like many industries everywhere, Singapore's insurance industry had to pivot in 2020. From an industry that nearly stood still in the first half of 2020, it managed to find its footing in the second half, allowing the life insurance subsector, for example, to register 3% growth in the fourth quarter of 2020, despite the pandemic's continued hold in the city. For many, digital transformation is credited with helping them pivot in spite of the pandemic. Described as an insurance cooperative providing life, health, and general insurance products, Singapore's NTUC income has identified inclusivity as key to its digital transformation. The firm was the first recipient of the inaugural Applied Innovation Institute Singapore Insurance Innovation and Digital Benchmark for its online effectiveness, social presence, digital innovations, and push into InsureTech. Joining us today on Podchats for Future CIO is Ms. Annie Huang, Head of Digital Business at NTUC Income. Annie, welcome to Podchats for Future CIO. Hi, everyone. Hi, Ellen. Now, Annie, can you briefly describe the core business of NTUC Income? Yeah, sure. So, uh, we were set up in 1970. Uh, cooperative in this sense means we are actually a social enterprise. The company was formed to provide affordable insurance to all the workers and, and, and formed by worker unions in Singapore in 1970 is to make sure that every citizens, every Singaporean have the means to have some protections for their lives. So that's the, the meaning of cooperative and, and social enterprise. Well, you've been in the insurance industry for some time now, I guess. So what does the insurance industry landscape look like in Singapore in 2021? Okay, 2020 was really, really a, a, a year of change for everyone. We pivoted quite well, to be honest. I think NTUC income didn't get affected much. Uh, obviously, some of the business line were completely gone. For example, travel insurance with the entire travel industry, right? But I think years ago, uh, the C-suite kind of well prepared for some of the unforeseen circumstances. So um, they have started setting up all the uh, digital channels and e-commerce means and things that can potentially help us to drive the business, even when face-to-face meetings are lesser now. It was also in view that the younger generation of the population might not like the concept of meeting up with people all the time to buy an insurance. It, it was lucky in that sense because we had that thought and things were set up um, in advance. So this year, it was more of accelerated adoption for the company. So uh, some of the people find it hard to adapt, but obviously it helped the company quite a lot because the company has been prepared for digital adoption but it was slowly going up the, the trend right but because of 2020 it kind of just boom, everybody just get there in the matter of a month you know because we were in a lockdown we forced to do you know digital uh, even for our agents they are forced to do digital transactions with their customers to zoom so there is no other way out for them and they want their life food to continue right so that kind of accelerated the entire adoption that we probably plan for the next five years but it got completed within a year can you describe what the NTUC Incomes business looks like now and compared to a few years ago? Digital channel grow really quite tremendously in the last few years. And also, I, I would say that not just due to the millennials or the younger generation mm-hmm. start to look into insurance product, but also because digital tools and channels are kind of easily accessible today. And uh, for those simplified products like, you know, travel insurance, no-brainer, easy to buy. Uh, mm-hmm. Car insurance in Singapore is a commodity. It's everybody has a car, must buy a car insurance. So it's more of people just compare the feature, compare the price and they can buy it directly without an agent. Where else? So I would say GI insurance, large proportion of it slowly moves 
moving to digital in the last few years. The growth is quite tremendous. In terms of life and health insurance, because it's still a little bit more complicated from a product perspective, so people still generally would like to talk to an agent. Whether digital or offline doesn't matter, but they will still like to consult a professional financial planner to understand further whether a life product, a health product, is it suiting their needs and things like that because they want to find out more underlying terms and conditions on the product itself. That's why those products are still largely driven by the offline sales force in this case. But we do see a trend that is happening and also happening for some of the digital insurer fintech companies, right? Because simplified protection products or saving products, people don't mind to buy online now themselves because the product is so simple, like a single premium investment product for a short-term period of time. People find it very easy to understand. Oh, I put in certain amount of money. I'm guaranteed with certain amount of returns in a couple of years. And oh, if anything happened to me, it's just a 105% coverage in terms of the amount that I put in. Simple. Three, four conditions that you need to understand. And this type of product, people will turn to online to buy because they feel that meeting up the agent to just sign over all those papers is also, they need to find time. But if it's digital, they can do it anytime they want. So we do see a huge trend, not just for NTU income, but entire industry. Anybody who launched such products, you realize that people go to direct channels uh, and digital means to buy. And those products usually sell out quite fast because 2020 is an uncertain year, right? So people like to put their investment vehicle into more safe uh, environments and they would not like to uh, do high risk kind of investment during this year and it, even 2021 I suspect that is the same situation that's going to happen. Common association with digital is a more data-driven type of operation or business. So would you agree then that today uh, insurance are more data-driven compared to say a few years back? And where do you see this data-driven model being more prominent within the insurance practice? I would say two prompts. So um, from a go-to-market perspective, obviously, we use data a lot to make sure that we are able to customize offering and, you know, provide reasonable uh, product suites to the right customers. So based on the customer segment and profile, we will we'll make sure that the agent or even digital direct channels are able to recommend the right products to the customers so as to retain the customers when they land on our websites and, and talk to our agents. But from a product creation perspective as well, I think... Um, in the past, generally, most of the insurance company might create product if it's something that is beneficial to customers and easier for agents to sell. But I would say that with all the huge amount of data that every uh, insurance company have today, they make use of data to create product, which is a, it's the right way of doing things. And by using data to create product, you're definitely able to actually study your customer psychographic data better, demographic data better, and offer them the right product with modular design. Then that will be easier for customers to also consume and buy from you. So I think this too is what I've been observing that has been changing in the industry and especially in income as well. Most of the insurance companies I'm familiar with, have they're very traditional business. They, they rely on infrastructure that is on their own premises. And most of the times, it's not really state of the art. But the arrival of these insure tech companies that are you know, very heavily reliant on the cloud, and they're very so-called nimble because of that, they force a change within the insurance landscape. How have incumbent insurance like NTUC Income adopted to the cloud? And what type of experiences have you seen as you went through a transition from the old infrastructure-led own equipment in the back office to something that's more reliant on the cloud? 
Okay, I, I will approach this question from two aspects of it. NTUC come from this team called Digital Transformation Office a couple of years ago, and it sits as independent team outside of the BAU core business to look at disruption that is hitting the market. So essentially, it's to tackle all the insurtech company that is sprouting out everywhere. And this team has launched a lot of new product ideas to address the new market needs as well. So late last year, we launched a product called Neck as well. It's a micro insurance that gets you cover as and when you perform a certain transactions on the next that you tag to the account. So it's very interesting, like uh, you can tag your EasyLink card, which is our transport card, right? Um, you, Every tag, you state that every transaction you make, you put 20 cents into your protection plan. You can select whatever uh, insurance plan you want. So every transaction you do with your the tax net, you technically are contributing 10 cents, 20 cents to your insurance coverage. And it's a very micro insurance concept to tackle the younger generation as well which the group who are not confident to commit like a 20 years life plan with you in advance and things like that and and most of the kids who are the uni kids who are schooling they don't have the financial power to do that for themselves as well so this kind of micro insurance actually helped that generation as well and then the other side of the story that you were asking just now is actually on the core BAU side right simple answer to your question is it was not easy at all the journey the journey was tedious long difficult for everyone but we are not 100% on cloud yes uh, to just to answer your question we are adopting a hybrid model at the moment that means some of the data that we need fast turnaround like psychographic data real-time digital signals and if we want to rely on customers current interaction to make the best next prediction all those data sits in cloud all those infrastructure will sit in cloud where else for well, when it comes to core customer informations some of it are still sitting in uh, like you say physical back-end offices server sitting somewhere in the office and in the server center. So I think we can't move away 100% from that due to the, the security uh, requirements as well. And obviously, I think it took a lot of effort from our IT side, working with the Google Cloud team as well to migrate a lot of the applications to the cloud environment. And uh, a couple of years ago, we also started adopting some of the uh, uh, application that needs a fast turnaround transaction to AWS Cloud as well. So I would say that we are currently on a fairly hybrid model for our business right now if we look at it we're still in the pandemic period and as you said last year uh, 2020 it forced not just ntuc but everybody else to make a jump into the cloud within a month period or or not we're in 2021 now what do you see will be continuing challenges and and perhaps especially opportunities for ntuc in 2021 opportunities always comes with responsibilities (laughs) very true I do think that uh, while everybody trying to jump on board and make everything nimble and agile, obviously security becomes another huge, huge concern. And uh, I'm not sure whether you're familiar with the entire Singapore uh, environment. All the insurance firms and banking firms are governed by MAS. Mm -hmm. Obviously, periodically, they will release requirements and making sure that every single company adopt the highest security ever. Whether it's it cloud or server, doesn't matter, right? Everything Mm -hmm. has to be secure. And that definitely poses more difficulties and scare people away a little bit, you know, while they already moved to a step in front, you know, trying to adopt some agile solutioning and, and considering cloud in some of their applications and implementations. But all these uh, happenings in the in the market will also move them another two steps, you know, to think about whether we are making the right decisions. And that's why most organizations that I look at the market and even NTUC income, we choose a bit more conservative approach. We adopt the crowd for majority of the use case that we need 
need fast turnaround and we are pretty sure that all those things that we need to turn around that turn around that use case are not critical informations that cannot sit in the cloud or or I, we are not trying to say that cloud is not secure you see actually cloud is more secure than anything else it, it, it's just that uh, it's a phase of education and adoption unfortunately to all the IT teams and anybody who is managing the infrastructure and for an, an organization with long history like us the um the baggage is is all the banned applications that you know they are not in modern infrastructure and software that you can just prompt you know switch on to cloud it's not a switch that can move simply in this way so so i think all these things kind of piled up and become the challenges but at the same time because these are the challenges there is opportunity for us to think about maybe this legacy we shouldn't even think about it at all why don't we just build something new in the cloud environment and adopt the solution and use for the all the upcoming ideas that we have so instead of going back to our 50 years history try to see what can we migrate we are also adopting another approach of thinking how we actually adopt all the new software and solutions for the new business ideas that we have rather than just migrating the entire core. Unfortunately, the hybrid model will stay because of the infrastructure of the core business, right? And whatever can migrate, the IT team has already working very, very hard to migrate to a hybrid environment. But those that cannot be migrated, we, we probably have to survive in that uh, own model until all the core business are migrated to the new business model. You're head of digital business. What do you see are the challenges that you face as somebody who heads up the digital business for NTUC? And where do you see are they, the fun part, the opportunities that you find are most interesting to you? The fun part is really um, I can request for a product that is simplified to serve to the digital economy and you are not confided with the old insurance world that the traditional product is really a bit difficult to sell online because there is a lot of, uh, I would say, integrated terms and conditions that you need to fully understand and that is best explained by a financial advisor. And I think that should still serve their uh, long-term needs. But I see digital business as an opportunity to tackle the market with the, the group of customers who are looking for short-term productions, short-term investment plan, short-term coverage as well. So if you think about that, right, actually based on any study you can find in the market, a large proportion of Singaporeans are underinsured today. They are not fully covered across all the different products and platforms that they may require to get their protection need up to speed, right? So because of that, there is an opportunity for us to create products, simple products to address that gap in a short term and launch faster because you will assume that digital channel is definitely more agile and nimble to launch product faster. And we are also able to test product faster. If you think about that, we can test product and if it doesn't work, doesn't matter, we queue and move on to the next idea. And that's the good thing about digital channel that you can do sample testing, quick testing, and if it doesn't work, we just move on to the next idea. And that's what I really like about working in a, in a digital business team. Where else? Back to the other question that you have, challenges and <laughs> difficulty, right? We're doing well in income, to be really honest, but I do see this a big challenge across a lot of, I would say, composite insurance, insurance company with long histories, because many insurance companies company are still having a large workforce offline which are the agents so we need to make sure that we don't step on each other's foot right in that sense uh, because they are also individual uh, person making money for their own they are like a, a, a company on their own right so we also need to make sure that we develop product that meets their selling need uh, also meets the customer's protection and saving needs and at the same time we also need to make sure that we cover the customer who wants to transact direct with us so in order to bring 
bridge this so-called China conflict issues, we work hand in hand with all the offline team to make sure that any signals and data we collect digitally are being shared and fully utilized by the offline team as well. So um, the team has been working very hard in the last few years to make sure that we come to a common ground in a way that O2O becomes a commodity, uh, become a common thing in income that, oh, no matter whether it is the Asian passing information to digital or digital passing the information to Asian, we make sure that we collaborate and deliver the best experience to our customers. So I, I thought uh, that direction coming from the C-suite was a great opening because as long as you think of customer experience as your first key agenda, everything kind of just fall into place nicely because then your end goal is making sure customer is happy no matter which channel they engage with. And that simply kind of set our foundation now as and when we work with the other channels as well. Difficulty is definitely there because we need to ensure that the offline sales team, thousands of them, you know, understand what we're doing in digital is also trying to help them with their offline selling uh, process and vice versa. We also want them to understand that, you know, any any information you know about your customer, any insights that you know about your customer can potentially help out to create better products for them. So I think this is a journey and we don't start here. It's difficult. And that's why uh, one side of my portfolio is to ensure that I deliver on the revenue for digital business as a channel. The other side of my business is also making sure that I'm able to utilize all the data signals that are collected about customer digitally and interaction data that I know about customer are put into good use to help all the rest of the business and be used in income to make better decisions in their own area of work. Sounds like you have a big challenge still ahead of you. It, it's evolving. It's, but it's, it's evolving. It, it's one, I guess. <laughs> Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's challenging and fun at the same time, yeah. I would call it that. <laughs> that. That, I agree. Okay. Annie, thank you very much for joining me on Podcast for Future CIO. Thank you so much, Ellen. That was Ms. Annie Huang, Head of Digital Business at NTUC Income, on the topic of how data drives the digital business of NTUC Income. You are listening in to Podcasts for Future CIO. As always, if you have a topic you'd like us to cover on this channel, simply email us at editors at society.com. We'd also like to invite you to sign up for our weekly newsletter so you won't miss an episode of Podchats for Future CIO. In the meantime, stay safe, have a great day, and see you on the next episode of Podchats for Future CIO. Bye for now.